The grace and love of our Lord and Savior be with us always. Amen. The Word of God we want to consider today is again our scripture lesson for this past Sunday, which was our Ascension Sunday. We're looking at Acts chapter 1, verses 1 to 11. And in these verses, the evangelist Luke was inspired by God to write, In my former book, Theophilus, and maybe just a note there, his former book, The Gospel of Luke, Theophilus, the first human recipient of, well, Luke, and also the book of Acts. We're future, we're the recipients of that book today. But in my former book, Theophilus, I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and to teach until the day he was taken up to heaven. After giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles, he had chosen. After his suffering, he showed himself to these men and gave many convincing proofs that he was alive. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So when they met together, they asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, It is not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. After he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes, and a cloud hid him from their sight. They were looking intently up into the sky as he was going, when suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside them. Men of Galilee, they said, why do you stand here looking into the sky? This same Jesus who has been taken from you into heaven will come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. My dear friends in Christ, at his ascension, Jesus was basically letting those disciples know that he was going to be leaving them physically, he was going to be leaving them physically, but it was going to be their responsibility to continue doing Jesus' work, to continue reaching out with the gospel. Well, Jesus, he said to them, you will be my witnesses. And those disciples, they had the facts to be Christ's witnesses. And remember what that means. They had seen his miracles. They had heard his preaching and teaching. They saw the risen Christ, and, well, when we think about this, we recognize, well, we too have the facts to be Christ's witnesses. We haven't seen what the disciples saw or heard what they saw, seen the miracles. We haven't heard the preaching and teaching of Jesus. We haven't seen the risen Christ, but yet we have because we have the scriptures and through the eyes of faith, we've seen and heard our Savior. We have seen that. So we have the facts to be Christ's witnesses. 
And, well, because we have the scripture, not only do we have the facts, we also have the power to be Christ's witnesses. The disciples, they had that power to be Christ's witnesses. The Apostle Paul, he tells us, I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God for the salvation of everyone who believes. The gospel gave them the power to be Christ's witnesses. The gospel, it gives us the power also to be Christ's witnesses. Well, Jesus told his disciples, Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my Father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Well, we've been encouraged to be Christ's witnesses because we have the facts, we have the power to be Christ's witnesses. And now today, our reading is telling us to be Christ's witnesses because of his promise. His promise, first off here, that he's going to send us the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit working through the word to give us the power, to give us the facts to preach to people. Well, after Jesus promised them the Holy Spirit, Luke says, Jesus was taken up before their very eyes, and a cloud hid him from their sight. As the disciples were watching Jesus ascend in front of their eyes, they were probably wondering, is he going to come back? Is he gone forever? They were unclear at that particular time, but then there were those two angels who appeared, and they said to the disciples, Men of Galilee, why do you stand here looking into the sky? This same Jesus who has been taken from you into heaven will come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. Here they were getting... Well, a promise from Jesus, a promise from Jesus through those, those two angels, the promise that Jesus would return. Well, Jesus, he was leaving them, but he was only leaving them in, the, in his bodily form. He was only leaving them physically because he had said to them, Lo, I am with you always to the very end of the age. Jesus is omnipresent. That word means he's present everywhere. He was with those disciples throughout their lives. He's with us today throughout our lives as well. He's right here with us even though we can't physically see him. But he's going to come back. He's going to come back in a bodily form and his job then when he comes back is to judge the world and to judge the world to distinguish between those who by the grace of God believe in him as Savior and those who have rejected him. And of course, we who by the grace of God believe in Jesus, he's going to take us to be with him forever in heaven. And now because, because we have that promise from him, because we've been called to faith in Jesus, our Savior, we have this urgent message to share, this urgent message to share about Jesus the Savior. And now here he's saying to us, be Christ's witnesses because of the promise that has been given to you. That promise, well, first off of the Holy Spirit, then the promise of Jesus through those angels, 
the promise that he's going to come back and he's going to take us to be with him forever. Our world really needs that promise. Our world really needs the message of Jesus and, well, the calling of people to repentance so that, so that we confess our sins and so that then we rejoice in our forgiveness and, and know that heaven is our home. Now, of course, we don't know when Jesus is going to return. We don't know that. But we know that there are people in our world, in Eaton Rapids and Lansing, well, throughout the world, that need Christ's message, who need us to be witnesses for Christ, sharing the message of Jesus the Savior. Jesus did say, as long as it is day, we must do the work of him who sent me, Night is coming when no one can work. Oh, let's pray God for his help and his strength so that we can be his faithful witnesses right now. Well, Christ's ascension, what it does is it assures us that Christ had completed his redemptive work for you and for me. And because he had completed that redemptive work, he was able to return to the Father, return to the glory that he had before he came into this world as our, our suffering service servant. He could be seated at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. And of course, whenever we say that, we remember, hey, that's not a specific spot. That's a position thinking of his power, his authority over the church. And now what Jesus is doing is he's ruling over all things for the good of his church. He's in control of things in the course of our lives, looking out for our eternal good so that, well, in all things, God is working for our good. And now he's also serving as our mediator, our go-between us and, and God the Father, assuring us that we have the forgiveness of sins and that heaven is our home. And now see, that's what Christ's ascension is all about, that he's completed his work, he's ascended into heaven, he's looking out for us, and one day he's going to come back to take us to be with him forever. Ascension actually is a, a very, very special festival in the church. The tragic thing about it is that it's often overlooked. You know, Ascension Day, it was last week, Thursday, and maybe we did, maybe we didn't get up Thursday morning and remember that that was that special festival day. And it's tragic that that festival day doesn't get the publicity we could say that Christmas or Easter or Pentecost would get. But think of the special message of, of the Ascension, that Christ, our victorious King, He's going to come back to graciously take us to his eternal kingdom. And what a wonderful promise that is. That promise that he's going to come back and take us to be with him. And doesn't that promise, doesn't that motivate us to be Christ's witnesses? That's a message that our world needs to hear. That's a message that you and I need to keep on hearing and and we need the word of God to keep reminding us 
Jesus is coming back to take us to be with him forever. When Jesus said, you will be my witnesses, he was speaking to all of us as believers. He wants all of us to be his active witnesses who are actually ready to die for him if that would be the case, if, that would be called, if we'd be called upon to do that to die for him for preaching the gospel because that whole message of the gospel of Jesus the Savior, how he lived and died for us, how he paid for all of our sins, that's what the world needs. That's what the world needs. And now what we have to recognize is that guns and science and vaccines and government reforms and social programs, they can't fix the world. But the one thing that can fix the world is Jesus the Savior. Jesus the Savior. Only Jesus and his life, his death, his resurrection, that wonderful gospel message, that's what can change the world. That's what can fix the world. And we have the wonderful promise to be witnesses of what Christ has done for us. Again, remember, we have the facts to share. We have the scriptures to scare. We have the power to proclaim that wonderful message, to be Christ's witnesses, because the word of God gives us that amazing power. And we also have this promise from our Savior. That promise that he's going to send us this Holy Spirit. He's going to build us up. He's going to strengthen us in our faith. We have that promise that our Savior is going to come back and he's going to take us to be with him forever. He's going to take us and all believers home to heaven forever. What a wonderful message we have to share. And doesn't that wonderful message encourage you and me to be Christ's witnesses because of those promises from our God, from our Savior. Amen. Let's pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, thank you for giving us Jesus to be our Savior. Thank you for sending us the Holy Spirit to make us believers in Jesus, our Savior. And thank you for giving us the scriptures, the facts, the proof, the evidence that assure us of heaven and empower us to be Christ's witnesses. Help and encourage us to use the power of the gospel to reach more and more souls with Jesus, with his promise to come back and to take us to be with him forever. Lord God, today we pray thinking about the family of Ben Parisian. Ben Parisian called to his eternal home. And, well, we thank you for the grace and mercy that you gave to him during his earthly lifetime and, and the fact that you made him one of your believing children. And, and we are so thankful. Well, we're so thankful that now you've taken him home to be with you forever. We're, we keep his loved ones in our prayers as they would mourn his passing, his loss, but we rejoice in that victory and in the wonderful, the wonderful fact that Jesus did take him home to heaven. What a blessing. As Jesus went to heaven, so also 
we believers can look forward to being in heaven forever because of Jesus, because of all he's done for us. Thank you, dear Lord Jesus. We pray in your name. Amen. In the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you always.